so just before this podcast, mm-hmm. I was at the store to buy beer, the sustenance mm-hmm. of life. The only reason to make money so you can buy it. Right. So I, of course, go to the express checkout lane, which, as we all know, okay, is yes. 15 items or less. Yes. I get in line behind a guy with a mm-hmm. literal mm-mm, mm-mm. a literal crate full of Brussels sprouts. Uh, not what I expected. When I say a crate of Brussels sprouts, I mean it's a giant bottom half of like a cardboard box, basically. And it's mm-hmm. like two feet by three feet and then like one foot deep. So it's a big okay. fucking box. I'd say that's more of a pallet of Brussels sprouts, but... Go ahead. Well, I think a pallet is wood. Right, but a crate implies that it's kind of cube-like. This was cube-like at a time. It was clearly cut in half. So it's the bottom half. Because he ate of all a, the Brussels sprouts. Where you got it right. You got to have room for the Brussels. Dude, so there he's got so more than Brussels fifteen sprouts. Brussels sprouts. There was so, yeah. way more than fifteen Brussels sprouts in this yeah. fucking box. It didn't even fit on mm-hmm. the fifteen item or less conveyor belt. The cashier didn't know what to do, so he just like <laughs> he literally he opened a bag. A paper bag uh-huh. and started handful by handful putting these Brussels sprouts into the bags. <laughs> he had two full grocery bags of Brussels sprouts. Full fucking. Did he have anything else with him? No. It was <laughs> only Brussels sprouts. This was clearly like 20 pounds of Brussels sprouts. Did he come to the store with a with that box or did the did the store provide him? I have no clue. Where do you even go to request that many do you have to go to the back do you have to wait that's for somebody that's a good point because i feel like they you? don't have yeah they don't have that many brussels sprouts on no. the shelf no <laughs> who the fuck buys one or two brussels sprouts let alone you know a hundred of them mm-hmm. there was so so then we're just standing there and the line's getting longer and longer behind us and now like halfway through the box the other guy the brussels sprout connoisseur clearly a connoisseur the brussels sprout mm-hmm. connoisseur Reaches over the counter, pulls another bag, and starts f- hand filling. And dude, they're like four <laughs> at a time, and there's like two, one or two hundred <laughs> Brussels sprouts. This is so stupid. Mm-hmm. You are literally breaking all of the rules of the express checkout lane. Right. You're taking more than two minutes to complete your purchase, which is the unspoken rule. Yes. And you clearly have more than fifteen items. Sure, you have one kind of item. I think it's like, a, you have like an item. More yeah, I think 15. it's like item category. I think that's his thinking, right? It's like I can have unlimited oh, Brussels sprouts. Yeah, clearly. And unlimited eggs and unlimited bread. But, you know, once I reach 15 categories, I have to stop. It's only three items. One amount of eggs, one mm-hmm. amount of milk, and one amount of Brussels sprouts. So yeah. it doesn't matter what that amount is. It's only one amount. <laughs> so how did this whole thing conclude? Did he just walk off with all these bags of Brussels sprouts? He walked off with bags of Brussels sprouts. Is there something we don't know about Brussels sprouts? What does this guy know about Brussels sprouts that I don't know? That He's, he's buying like, up yeah. all the Brussels sprouts and Vaughn's. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. Okay. Very, very soon, there is going to be a worldwide Brussels sprout shortage. Oh. This man is actually a time traveler. Oh. And he's come back to capitalize on this, get all the Brussels sprouts he can. He's. You think he's just going to one store to get Brussels sprouts? This is just one in the many, many, many he's going to that night. Oh, shit. Get all the Brussels sprouts, amass them, and make a huge profit a few weeks from now. You're probably right. That's crazy. Yeah. Nothing else makes sense. Uh, simplest answer is the correct one, right? Occam's razor, Occam's dude. Occam's razor. Yeah, so speaking of... And I of- will be the leading proprietor 
Controller. Mm-hmm. I will control mm-hmm. the Brussels sprout community. I will create Brussels coin. Brussels Digital sprout. currency based on the value Brussels of Brussels sprout sprouts. kingpin. Brussels coin. I bet that will be a thing shortly. Brussels coin. Okay, yeah. So if you want to invest sprout in Brussels coin, let us know. And speaking of Brussels sprouts and cryptocurrency, this is Total Immersion. This is a podcast in which we immerse ourselves in subcultures and learn that we don't know anything about anything. I'm your host, Tom Craig. And I'm your also host, Rylan Sedeby. Okay, we have this week... Oh boy. Ghost Hunters. Oh, Ghost Hunters, like the TV show? Like the TV show and more. Is that the, uh, is that the USA spinoff? Ghost Hunters and more? <laughs> hey man, USA. They know television. USA. Ghosts welcome. Ghosts exist. Is that you? I think that's USA, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Ghosts know television. <laughs> we know ghosts. So what? Okay, give me your give give me your initial thoughts on what ghosts are and what ghost hunting is. The theoretical ghost, anyway, is like the spiritual embodiment of a lost soul, right? So someone dies. Sure. They have some reason to still be attached to the physical world. Their spirit sure. can't go away. Mm-hmm. So they, for whatever reason go to a creepy old hospital and hang around slamming doors and moving chairs around. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, if I was a ghost, that's what I want to spend my time doing. It's just moving random yeah. inanimate objects in a place that no one ever goes. Ghost hunters are the people that believe in ghosts and seek to prove their existence with undeniable evidence. The mm-hmm. problem is evidence mm-hmm. is hard to come by, especially when the thing you're trying to provide evidence for is literally ethereal. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that is pretty much it. Ghost hunting is the investigation of locations that are reported to be haunted by ghosts. Right. And does not necessarily follow the scientific method because no scientific study has ever proved the existence of ghosts. Right. Okay, so a scientific study hasn't proved the existence, but a non-scientific study has. Yes. And I'm glad you say that because that's what you're about to hear about for the next 20 minutes. Well, great. <laughs> So, uh, so a little backstory. In 1882, there was something called the Society for Psychical Research established. Psychical? Yes. Spelled P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-A-L. Oh, right, right, Psychical. right. Psychical. This is 1882, right? So this is when people didn't know how to word. This is active today. That same? Yes. Hold, hold the fucking phone. I think you're bearing the lead yes. here. This might be mm-hmm. the old. Is that like the oldest society? Nah, bro. What about Freemasons? Oh, I want to say Freemasons was like seventeen hundred. I was gonna say, wasn't it like seventeen hundreds? Right? Yeah, yeah. For the sake um, of this podcast, let's pretend it was seventeen hundreds. It's earlier yes. than this. So the goal of the Society for Psychical Research: understand paranormal events and psychic abilities. Okay. Basically, research these things and figure out what's going. on. So it's on. not just ghosts. It's also like. Tarot card reading yes. and psychics. And yes, yes, yes. It's a bunch of those things. Okay, so okay. the original members included gentlemen by the names of mm. William F. Barrett, okay. Stainton Moss, sorry, Stainton Moses, okay. Charles Massey, okay. Edmund Gurney, <laughs> Hensley Wedgwood. Hensley? Hensley. H- Hensley Wedgwood? Hensley, just, just slur that shit, man. Let me get some more beer. Hensley Wedgwood. <laughs> so these were all wet. Well, I think it's Wedgwood. Well, you know, Edmund Gurney's into ghosts when his last name is Gurney. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, Stanty and Moses was, you know, he was pretty into all that lore. Yeah. 
Yes, and also, fun fact, Hensley Wedgwood was the cousin of Charles Darwin. Huh. And his sister married Charles Darwin. How does that work? He's a cousin. So, yeah, if you're doing the math, wait, that means that wait. Darwin married his okay. cousin. Okay, yeah, I just did that math in my head. I just caught up. Something, 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 joke about natural selection. Moving on. So, as you mentioned before, subjects for the Society of Psychical Research... The okay. subjects of study included things such as hypnotism, disassociation, thought transference, disassociation, mediumship, Reichenbach well, phenomenon, apparitions, and haunted houses. Say that Reichenbach. What? The Reichenbach, like spelt, you know, like the musician Bach. Right. Reichenbach, Reichenbach. phenomenon. Ma Reichenbach. <laughs> exactly. Thank ma, you. Ma. <laughs> <laughs> What, but what does that mean? What is that? The Reichenbach phenomena are something that is. So there was this dude. Okay. Obviously, Reichenbach, he, I'm assuming. Yes. His name was Baron Karl von Reichenbach. Okay. So Reichenbach was a chemist, geologist, metallurgist, Whoa. naturalist, uh, industrialist, and philosopherist. <laughs> the ists of ists. Because I think that back then, all of these fields were so small right. that you could just master, like, all of these fields had, like, five to ten books total, right? So you could just read all ten chemist books and say, well, I'm a chemist, I'm a chemist now, chemist, I know right. everything there is to know. And so you could say I'm a chemist, chemist, geologist, metallurgist, you know, all that shit. So Does that mean I'm a theologist for making theories? Are we a, sure. are we a podcastologist? So, <laughs> We're, we are definitely podcastologists. Pod, podologists. Podologists, yeah. yes. So Baron Karl von Reichenbach, he believed in something called the odic force, uh, which is the vital energy or life force that exists in all living things. Is that supposed to be like Odin? Is that the idea? Odin, odic? That is, yes. He, he, he based that name off of Odin. Fucking nailed so it. So believers in this theory say that it is visible in total darkness as a as an aura around living things. Okay. And so why don't we see that all the time then? Like when it's dark and you yes. run into somebody in a hallway, you're like, holy shit, man. Sorry, I didn't see your odic force. That's what I was hoping you would ask. Okay. And the answer is only in complete darkness after a long time uh, under certain circumstances. Right. So then they get to define what total darkness means. And you're like, I can't see. And they're like, well, it's not totally dark yet. You're like, okay, we, yes. we won't. Will it ever be totally dark? And they're like, well, no, because as humans, we can't experience total darkness because we always have stars and the moon and the sun. Yes. Also, by the way, that is the name of the spinoff podcast from this one, Total, total darkness, darkness, in which we investigate very dark topics. I don't know what that would include. Dark matter, maybe. More of the sex robot stuff, probably. Definitely a lot of sex robots. It would be basically like Black Mirror, the podcast. Maybe we just dive into the Darknet. Oh, it would be all the Darknet would be all over the place. I yeah, mean, we, we have to do, do, if we do yeah. if actually if we do a spinoff podcast, does that make this one more prevalent and interesting? No. <laughs> Fuck. No. As much as you want this to become the uh, primary source of subculture news of America. Uh, mm -hmm. Making a spinoff doesn't mean doesn't guarantee the success of the primary podcast. Damn it. OK, well, anyway, so this is one of the things that was studied by the Society for Psychical Research. Was it Odin Force? From, yes. Oh, OK. So 1880s to like, honestly, like about the 2000s. Fuck this was me. Like a, this is like a very 
niche thing, right? Like there weren't a lot of people doing this. All these societies had like under a hundred members. Okay. It wasn't like a big deal. There were kind of a few people who were finding out about other groups and researching, but it was not mainstream and it was not known by a lot of people. Okay. But 200 years, like you should still have something to show. After two hundred years, well, I mean, they plus. haven't proved that ghosts exist. Well, in that clearly, time. yeah. But in the two thousands, popularity drastically increased due to television shows like Most Haunted, oh. Ghost Hunters, and stuff like that. Oh, of course, I mean, you've seen those shows, right? Fuck yeah! It's just a bunch of dudes scaring themselves in a pitch black <laughs> hospital or house or basement, yeah. like. I remember very distinctly, and I think it was a fairly popular episode. They went to probably an insane asylum, and they went to one of like the isolation rooms. And the guy sat mm. in a room alone for like hours. Oh God! And he acted as that. Sorry to color your opinion, but he acted as though he went crazy, and he started like mm. he like clawed at his own back to leave these giant bloody lines on his back. He and he was, was like, I was. He did that purposefully, like yeah. knowing that what he was doing. I don't think he was driven by an exterior force to claw at himself and be incredibly angry and punch a wall. I think he did that. Well, a, exterior force other than producers of the I show. I was just going to say, yeah, a, an ethereal force, not a producer force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you can have extra money if you claw at your back and punch a wall real quick. <laughs> Got to make yeah. this shit interesting. We're, we're losing numbers here. We're losing, losing viewership. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what that show is. It's basically, it's reality TV. But let me tell you, man, Americans love reality TV. Oh, yeah. But in terms of, like, producing research and evidence... The only thing these guys produce is like low level static noise, Mm -hmm. tiny balls of light that look like specks of dust really close to the camera. And then like a chair moving out of frame and then someone jumping in in fright of that. I'm sensing that you have some skepticism of skepticism about this. So let me try to convince you. Do the do. So with these shows and with the Internet, Mm. the interest in this topic drastically increased. Okay, There are a bunch of tv shows that inspired a bunch of people to start researching huge uptick in popularity a bunch of small businesses during the 2000s damn offered ghost hunting equipment and paranormal investigation services okay lots more people invested in these websites that they were checking out and the tours that you could view that you could go on oh i bet tour rates went through the roof hell yeah god so uh, yeah and on these tours they would take you through like a haunted mansion or like like you said like an insane asylum or something like that and and kind of lead you through and and tell you the lore and everything that happened and what people believe about that place i think it's history if it actually happened and i think it's lore if they're kind of making it up (laughs) (laughs) well if you were to prove Uh it was true how would you do that what how would you think you would do that oh i mean the show turn it around on you the show tried to do it with audio recordings and low light cameras right and they basically just like sit in a room it's like the super black and white. Yeah, or night vision. Or yeah, whatever. it was like night vision. Yeah, because the people were like super blown out. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and then it was like low level audio recordings. 
that's all I can think of is that shit, right? Then they they have some yeah, meters so, or something like it's like yeah. Electrical. So there's a lot of for something that is pseudo scientific, uh-huh. there is a lot of machinery and and like methodology involved okay. in ghost hunting. Sure, like so they people who do the ghost hunting attempt to record activity using video cameras, night mm. vision cameras, thermal cameras, audio recorders. Mm-hmm. EMF meters, uh, thermometers, okay. Geiger counters, IR detectors, dowsing rods, Ouija uh, boards, oh. ghost boxes, Wait, all what? that shit. <laughs> okay, yeah. you went from totally legitimate things that definitely exist to things yeah. that don't exist. In this list, there are three categories. Uh-huh. There are legitimate pieces of technology that have other real-world scientific and physical uses. There mm-hmm. are... The bullshit meters, the bullshit machines. <laughs> oh, bullshit meters on the list too. Oh, you did you forgot to put it on there. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I and then that. the third thing is the ghost box. What so, the fuck is a ghost <laughs> box? Does it come with a ghost in it? No, it, it just shows you where the ghosts are. Okay. So I I did a little bit of research. I found one uh, on Amazon for only one hundred thirty six dollars. Whoa, Prime. that's a lot more than I thought it was. Four out of five stars. This that's, is the okay. uh, SB. I believe it's the SB eleven. <laughs> what does SB stand for? Spirit box. Oh, of course. So it's a spirit box issue eleven. The theory behind spirit boxes for ITC is that the white noise and the fast scanning of radio frequencies give the energy for transmission that entities need to get their voices through to us. Okay. So it's it's a box that lets you listen to the ghosts. What, what, what does ITC stand for now? ITC is the instrumental transcommunication. This would have been more believable if it was interdimensional transcommunication. Yeah, you wish. That's not in a ghost box, though. That's in a space box. Yes, that's next episode. That's $300. It's, if you yes. want to interdimensionally transcommunicate your electro voice, <laughs> you got to spend 300 bucks minimum. Yeah, I mean, oh, wait, they can range to thousands. Too, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really like, yeah. But, okay, anyway, what what the fuck is going on with yeah. the ghost box? This is a legitimate thing you can buy on Amazon that has a high rating. You can buy it Amazon Prime, four out of five stars. So I read the reviews here trying to figure out, like, what... Why? What are people using this for? Yeah. So here, here are some snippets from the reviews. Oh, boy. One said, the device malfunctions quite a bit, and it's not ghosts, as if to imply... <laughs> Ghosts aren't what's making this act strangely. It's the go. It's the box itself that is not made well. What I imagine is someone bought the box thinking there was a ghost inside, <laughs> like a like a Ghostbusters. Like this isn't kind of working. Also, there's no ghost with it. <laughs> I've I've whispered to it, and the ghosts are not releasing. <laughs> Where's customer support? Mine didn't come with a free ghost. <laughs> Buy one get one ghost. Ghost not included. Uh, so okay. somebody else said, uh, "Great update to the SB Spirit Box." Personally, right. I, for some reason, never really had much luck with the old SB7, but sure. on this model, the SB11, I was receiving intelligent responses immediately. Somebody else said, <laughs> wait, found wait, it a bit... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he had no success with the SB7 and went, you know what? It's probably because my box is outdated. I need to upgrade mm-hmm. to the SB11. No, dude, you know ghosts. They're always up on the latest technology. Like, what I, I guess what I'm saying is... This guy totally missed the mark on why the SB7 wasn't working. Because it wasn't enough money. Oh, right. Yeah, he didn't. He needed to spend more money. More money, more money. 
More money, more yeah. ghosts. That's what the rappers always say. More money, more ghosts. Or is it more problems? Another review said, uh, found it a bit more complicated than the more basic model. And most of the television shows seem to use a more basic one. So perhaps this is why? My investigation partner does not seem to like the loudness and, and often lack of getting signal in the houses we go that caused me to resell it. I don't know if he means that he's reselling the houses that he's searching for ghosts <laughs> yeah. inside or that he's reselling the spirit box. But in any event, he, he has an investigation partner with whom he searches for ghosts and he was not satisfied with this product. Uh, grammatically, he's reselling the houses, even though what he meant was he's reselling the SB11. Got another review here says, works great. I've heard clear words and a few complete sentences while using during the paranormal investigations. <laughs> Easy to set up, minimizes extraneous radio signals. Highly recommend for every paranormal toolkit. Okay, one, they've heard clear words and even a few complete sentences. Yeah! And what is this thing picking up? It, I mean, it's, you know, it's it scans through radio stations and there's some static and some other noise, but once you turn tune in, you can hear the ghosts. You just hear some mariachi music start playing? It's more than just a radio. There's some amount of communication. Somebody else said, doesn't work. I asked a thousand questions and nothing. Need to hear from someone close to me. <laughs> nothing at all. I like how you read that as William Shatner. <laughs> need, I need to hear from someone close to me. It's called embellishment. But, I mean, it works for some people. The, the last review I have here says, this is a great product. It's well-made and works great. Uh, I'm someone that definitely attracts spirits. Oh, okay. So to be able to communicate like this with them is amazing. My only problem is, and there's probably no way around it since it uses radio waves. Right. Since the radio. Right. It picks up a lot of radio stations, so it can be oh, hard okay. to tell sometimes if you're getting a spirit voice or just mm. a radio station. Hmm. Let's think really hard about that real quick. You never know if you're picking up a spirit voice on the radio. Right. So you got all the radio stations and also all the spirits, but how do you know which is the spirit and which is the radio station? It's hard. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Get out. Get out. Get out. So let me tell you a little bit about, because this is a podcast ostensibly about subcultures. So a lot of people in this community refer to themselves as paranormal investigators. I'm a normal investigator. What is investigating the normal? What does that mean? You no, know, like where did I put my keys? Where, <laughs> where did <laughs> the investigation begin? Where, where did I park? Are they where I la Are are the keys where I left them last? Was that dentist yes. appointment for the sixteenth or the seventeenth? Let's investigate. That's good. I'd like to get a business card that says like Tom Craig, normal, normal investigator. investigator. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's Can so you good. not remember your significant other's birthday? <laughs> do you need help doing your taxes <laughs> do, you, do you need to change the oil in your car and don't know the best mechanic <laughs> have you lost your uncle's cell phone number <laughs> do you did you too lose much junk in your attic how do you deal with it <laughs> tom craig normal investigator normal <laughs> So the paranormal investigators, okay. a lot of them say that ghost hunting allows them to enjoy the friendship of like-minded people as they pursue uh -huh. the in their interest in the paranormal. So groups can contain members with varying levels of belief, sure. right? Some people who believe that ghosts are totally real. Some people are kind of skeptical, but it's still some kind of com community of people who will investigate together. Right. They all care one way or another about proving or disproving 
finally, once and for all, the existence of it. Yeah, and I think what really binds these these people together is just their curiosity, right? Their interest oh, in sure. finding out if there is something on that level, if there is more that they don't know about. We've always been yeah. curious. We why does it rain sometimes? Maybe if we dance a certain way, it'll rain more often. You know, it's we've always been curious of the world and the earth around us and why mm-hmm. things happen a certain way. Sometimes yeah. that manifests in Einstein. And sometimes that manifests in a ghost box. So both wonders of the human mind, really. The, the community is, is basically what you'd expect, right? It's people who are curious yeah. and investigating together using all of these tools and technologies and theories right. that we've mentioned. For all the bashing I'm doing of this, I am all mm-hmm. for investigation. You know, if you fucking believe that the Loch Ness Monster exists, that... Bigfoot exists, that ghosts exist. Go for it, man. Like, that's cool. Everyone's got to have a hobby. Sometimes that's metal detecting. Sometimes that's ghost hunting. Sometimes that's, you know, playing video games. Sometimes that's running, you know. It, we all got to have a thing. And I think I think yeah. it's cool that these guys and girls are being curious and, and relatively scientific about it. In, more seriously, uh-huh. do you think ghosts are real? So... Here's the thing. I didn't believe ghosts exist for a long time, for most of my life. Okay. However, between the years of 2015 and 2017, I worked at a... Oh, I know those years. Yeah, recent years. uh, I worked at a recording studio that has been in Hollywood Mm -hmm. since before Hollywood was Hollywood. It was Charlie Chaplin's Mm -hmm. old studio film studio is literally the first thing built on La Brea Avenue is on the corner of La Brea and Sunset mm-hmm. in West Hollywood. Been there since like, I don't know, the fucking 17, 1800s. Like it's really old place. Sure. Now that place was haunted. You think so? I've talked to a lot of people that have worked there for a long time on and off, including security guards, other uh, employees at the studio I was working at, people in other buildings, because it was a big, it was a big lot, and not everybody you would talk to had a personal experience. But if you did talk to somebody that had a personal experience, their response was always like, "I didn't believe in ghosts, and then I literally saw one, and now mm-hmm. I believe in ghosts." So one night, I was in one of the studios, one of the rooms, and I was breaking down a session mm-hmm. for the night. Uh, And I was the only one in the room. I was the only one in that part of the building. There were two other guys working with me on shift, and they were in a totally other room. I know where they were. I was in the room on the opposite end of the room from the door, hanging up some cables. And from behind, Uh I got shoved on the shoulder hard enough. Oh, shit. Hard enough that my shoulder moved forward, and I had to counterbalance to not fall. Whoa. Now, I've never spun around so fucking fast in my entire life. Mm -hmm. There was nobody there. No way. I got, I, every time I tell a story, I get serious chills because it was Mm -hmm. so fucking frightening. I, after believing so permanently that ghosts don't Mm -hmm. exist, I literally got shoved by energy, something ethereal that couldn't be seen, but sure. physically had an effect on me. Mm-hmm. Dude, <laughs> you, 
even the guys working with me didn't believe me at the time. They're like, dude, you're, you're fucking bullshitting us. I'm like, no, dude, look at me. Yeah. I know I look like I've just seen a ghost because I almost did. Like, I know I'm, I'm physically shook. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I've never had an experience since. Never, no noises, no cold spots in a hallway, no dots floating around, mm-hmm. no shoves. That was one time. And it was, you know, it's late at night. It's like one, it's between the hours of like one and four in the morning. So it's late. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, tiredness doesn't have an effect on being shoved from behind, you know? True. So, you know, take that as you will, man. Like, so I don't believe ghosts exist, but fucking what was that? So, okay. So you're telling me you didn't believe in ghosts. You had this experience. Now you believe that they might be real. Yes, now I believe less rigidly that ghosts don't exist. What percentage of Americans uh-huh. do you think believe that ghosts are real? Could be more than 20%, right? Like a solid quarter at most? That's what I thought. I was like, maybe yeah. 10 to 20%, 25 yeah. at the uh-huh. most, you know? It's got, it can't be that high given all the, all the stuff we know. It's higher, isn't it? 32 to 34%. <sighs> Wow. A third of America believes that ghosts are real. And 40% I mean, of Britons believe that ghosts are real. Whoa. What happened over in Britain that people... Here's, here's my theory. Here's oh, my theory. I, I, I got a theory, too. Let's hear yours. Comparing America to other countries, uh-huh. we're actually pretty young, right? Exactly my theory. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, in yeah. Britain, uh-huh. you, got a lot of, you got a lot of old buildings, man. More opportunity for ghosts. Lots of old buildings. Lots of stuff that's broken down. Lots of creaky pipes and walls and stuff like that. Lots of sounds and, and things like that. So So you're just saying you're just saying the piping and the wood flooring is creakier? I'm saying that there's a, a, a very high correlation between creakiness in an area and uh, and, and belief ghost that ghosts exist there. Yes. Mm. Have you considered that buildings being old, there's more opportunity? For people to have died in said building, and thus yeah, haunted? see that's what I was that's what I was thinking. Like more people right. have probably died in an older building, uh-huh. therefore their ghosts and spirit has been infused inside that building. Right, of course. I yeah. mean that's the logical explanation. What you're saying is sort yeah. of cor- is like correlation, not causation. Yes. So I I don't know. I mean I I think that. <laughs> I used to what think I was like you. You know, I thought like you know, ghosts, whatever is bullshit. Did you get touched? But yeah, I got touched, but not by a ghost. <laughs> uh, yeah, great. Yeah, booyah. No, um, I think that uh, I, I think I've become more agnostic about it. I have yet to really uh-huh. have an experience in which I thought I feel like I saw a ghost or experienced a ghost in some way. Right. But based on people I've talked to, you know, research that I've done and things that I've heard, I'm willing to believe that they may be real and maybe I haven't seen them or experienced them yet. You're more Having open said to that, the, I'm yeah. just not so sure. Yeah, I think I'm agnostic, really. You're open to the idea of their existence, yes. but there's no proof yet, so you can't actually believe it. Yes. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, totally. mm-hmm. I get that. I'd say that's closer to where I sit now, but the problem is I've yeah. got some pretty concrete evidence. Yeah. Um, this probably should have been a Halloween episode, but it is not. So here's <laughs> what we're going to do. We're going to tweet about this. You can tell yeah. us what you guys think. Do you believe in ghosts? Are you the 32 to 34% of Americans who believe in ghost activity? No judgments. Clearly, we have both sides represented on this podcast, even though I was bashing mm-hmm. it a little bit. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? 
let us know what you think on Twitter. I'm at Rylancy. And I am at the Tom Craig. And you can use the hashtag Total Darkness. If you have any suggestions, get at us on email. We're at uh, totalimmersionpodcast.gmail.com. That's the best place to send us subcultures that you think might be interesting for us to research and experience together. And I want to give one big shout out to my dad, Richard Sedvi, who gave us this fantastic new graphic to be able to put on our podcast. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. We love it. We really appreciate the time that he put in and the care and the finesse. He hand drew all the, all those little lines in our hair and everything. We both got a lot of hair. It's a lot of shit to deal with. Just want to say thank you. We really do appreciate it. Shout out to him. Uh, you can listen to us as you are doing now in one of the three ways that I'm about to list that you are likely doing now. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. We're on all of it, all the time, every week, every Wednesday, shoving ourselves into your eardrums <laughs> via one of these three providers. <laughs> That's every week. And you know what would be really great is if you, one, you subscribed, uh, and you know, reviews are helpful. Yeah. One being bad, remember, five being good. So what I want you to do is go on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, wherever you, wherever you listen to the podcast. Leave a little comment. Tell us what you think about ghosts. Do you got a ghost story? Tell us your ghost stories and put that put that five-star review on there. And uh, and if it's got a five-star review, we'll go and read it. And if it's a cool little ghost story, maybe it'll end up in the next podcast as a little follow-up. How about that? Little yeah. Tidbit. That's it. Keep listening. We like it. We hope you like it. How is my ghost story? You like that? I, I did. I that really did. That legitimately happened to me, man. It scared the living shit out. I've never been more scared in my life beyond, uh, I guess I was on campus for a school shooting, although it was like the lamest of school shootings. Ooh, that's spicy. So why don't we actually move right (laughs) past that and say that we enjoy you spending time with us and we'll see you next Wednesday. Later. Bye. Bye.